Shalom to all. Today's office is Yushalmi Brachas Pei. We are starting Ayin Tes Amud Beis in the middle with the brand new Mishnah, and the villain source of is Nun Zayin Amud Beis on the bottom with the brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lilu Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarah Basar Yaakov Maisha, Her Nishama should have an Aliyah. Now, before we get into the Mishnah, we have to understand a number of concepts. Number one, Toma is like a hierarchy or a totem pole. The higher on the totem pole, the more potent the Toma is. And when it comes to Toma being transferred to something else, so the thing becoming Tame will almost always drop a level. So if an Avatoma touches something, that makes the new thing a Rishine. If a Rishine touches something, it makes it a Shani. Now, Medairaisa, a Shani cannot be Matame regular food. It could only be Matame Truma and Kudshim. Now, another point. Midrabanon, liquid, has an interesting din. Liquid, such as water, that touches a Rishine, actually becomes a Rishine, not a Shani, and then could be Matame food. Now, this din is extended even more. Even if this liquid touches a Shani, it gets bumped up to being a Rishine, and once again could be Matame food. And one more, liquid, which as we said, again, is a reshine, can also be mitame kalim, even though midarai is the only thing that can do that as an avatoma, but midarabanon, a liquid which is a reshine, can actually be mitame kalim. Now, important to note, though, it can only mitame the whole kli if it touched the inside of the kli, but if it touched the outside of the kli, only the outside is tame. So now having these few pointers in mind, going on to the brand new halacha, halacha beis, the Mishnah says as follows, one washes their hands, and then they pour the cup of wine, First pour the cup of wine, then wash the hands. And as we said in the previous Mishnah, we're going to have a bunch of different arguments between Beishai and Hill. what to do at a Suda. This is another Machlaikas. According to Beishai, when a person's sitting down for a Suda, and they're going to be having wine before the Suda, first they should wash their hands for bread, then make a bracha on the wine and drink it, then make hamaytzi on the bread. According to Beis Hill, one first drinks the wine, then they wash their hands and eat the bread. So the Gemara asks, Ma tamayin de What's Beis Shammai's reasoning? Why wash the hands before making hagafen? And the answer is, So liquid that's on the outside of the cup does become tamay from his hands, and then now go back and be matamay the cup. And Ma tamayin de Beis Hill, what's Beis Hill's reasoning? Really, the outside of the cup is allowed to be tamay, so there's no problem. So let's understand what they're talking about. We know that before a person washes their hands, their hands automatically have a din of Shani Latoma. And when a person washes their hands, so they take away that din of Shani Latoma. So Beishamai holds that since this person's hands are Shani, if he doesn't wash before making Hagafen, which in essence removes their Toma, then his hands might touch some wine that dripped on the outside of this cup. Now this wine is a Rishain because the wine is considered a liquid. Now the Rishain wine is Matami the Kiddush cup to be a Shani. And Beishamai holds that one is not allowed to use a cup that's a Shani. And why is one not allowed to use a cup that's a Shani? Because some liquid might splash from the inside side of the cup to the outside, become tame and then touch his hands, being matame them, defeating the purpose of his natil sedayim. So that's why Beishamai says, just wash before drinking wine, and then we have no issues. There's not going to be any tumma over here. Whereas Beis Hill holds that you are allowed to drink from a cup that's a shani. Therefore, even if his hands touch wine on the outside of the cup, which then makes the outside of the cup a shani, there's no issue. So you might ask, why does Beis Hill say specifically to wash after hagafen and not beforehand? Technically, he shouldn't argue with Beishamai. If a person wants to wash before making hagafen, he should be allowed to, according to Beis Hillel. So the answer is because if he washes first, he might not dry his hands properly. They're still going to be a little wet, and then when he touches his cup, which we said could be tame, then the liquid on his hands will become a reshine, making his hands a shani, once again defeating the whole purpose of him washing before bread, 
Therefore, Basil says, just wash after making a gafen, and then you don't have any issues. Hey, Alman Alpha on top, Dabracha, we have another reason. A person shouldn't be making a Tail Sudaim except for right before the Bracha on bread. It's not proper to make Alman Tail Sudaim before making Hagafen, drinking the cup of wine, and only then making Hamaitzi. We want to have the Tail Sudaim right before the Bracha on bread. Now, Bevan says, Beshem Rabbi Yechanon, Asi de Beshamai, Krabiyasi, Udbeis Hill, Krab Meir, Beshamai goes like Krabiyasi, and Beshil goes like Krab Meir. The Tanin and Taman, we have a mission over there in Mesechus Kalim. Now, this mission discusses different parts of a Kli, and what's relevant here is the part of the Kli called the base Hatsvita, understood by the Bartanur to be the handle of the Kli, which the Mishnah says is independent of the outside of the Kli in regards to Toma. So Meir, Amrav Meir says, Liyadayim This Beis Hatzvita is considered independent of the outside of the Kli, whether we're talking about Tame or Tahar hands. If his hands are Tame and there's liquid on the outside of the Kli, but he holds it by the Beis Hatzvita, the outside of the Kli doesn't become Tame. Also, if his hands are Tahar, but they're wet, and the outside of the Kli is Tame, but he holds it by the Beis Hatzvita, his hands are still Tahar. Whereas Amrav Yaisa, Rabbi Yaisa says, we only said that the base Hatzvita has a different din than the outside of the Kli when we're dealing with Tahar hands. However, if his hands are Tame and there's liquid on the outside of the Kli, then Rabbi Yaisa says we do have a Chashash that his hand touched the outside of the Kli, and we're going to say that the outside of the Kli is Tame. So we see that according to Rabbi Yaisa, there's no way for a person with Tame hands to touch a wet Kli without being Metame it. And Beishamai is in line with this, that one must wash their hands before making a Guffin, because we don't want the outside of the Kli to become Tame. Now if Mayer, though, holds that one can hold the Kli by the handle, even though his hands are Tame, and that has no effect on the Kli. And Beis Hillel is lined with her mayor, the one doesn't need to wash before Hagafen. And now moving on to talk about Nteil Sudayim. Rabbi Yesi B'Shem Rab Shabsai, Rab Chia B'Shem Rab Shimon Ben Lakish, they say, If a person is kneading dough, and they need to take off Chala in a state of Tahara, because we don't want the Chala that they're taking off to become Tame, or if a person needs to wash their hands before bread, they have to walk a distance of four mil in order to get water. Now Rabbi Vos says, B'Shem Rab Yesi, Rab Chanina, Hadada Amar of. That's only said in regards to walking in front of him. This person's on a journey. He's on a trip. He's traveling and he needs to wash his hands. He has to eat some lunch. So we require him to continue on his trip for a total of four mil in order to get some water. But to make him turn around and go backwards to look for water, we're not matriachim. He's on this journey. We're not going to make him stop his journey and start going backwards in order to get water for Nintel Sedaim. Watchmen of gardens and orchards. How do you treat them? Do you treat them like they're going forward or like backwards? Now, why specifically are we talking about watchmen? So these watchmen, at least according to the Rash Cerilio, they eventually have to go and get water for these orchards and gardens. So when they want to eat bread, do we tell them that they have to go search water, they have to go this four mil, because anyway, they're going to go and get water? Or no, is that considered like telling them to go backwards, and it's considered like going out of their way, they have their job, they have to take care of things, and if right now they're not going to get water, and they need to eat lunch right now, so we allow them to eat without washing their hands. So the Gemara Pehmeh on top says, we can hear from the following, we have a mission that says, A woman can sit and she can remove chala when she's unclothed, which means she can make the bracha unclothed. That's because she can cover herself. When a woman is sitting on the ground unclothed, so her private parts are covered. But a man can't do this because a man's private parts are exposed. They're external from his body as opposed to a woman's. And therefore, a man is unable to sit unclothed on the ground and take chala off and make a bracha. Now, this woman that we're talking about, isn't she sitting inside her house? There's no other place that she'd be sitting unclothed. And you say that we're not matriachar. We don't make her get up and go to her closet and put her robe on in order to make a bracha on the challah. So to over here, we're not going to be matriach, this watchman, to go get 
water. Even though he eventually will get water, the same way this woman eventually is going to get up and put on a robe, right now, since he's not on his way to get water, so we don't make him go and get water. Now, a little bit of a contrast between the Tiyas Yudayim and Mayim Achreinim. Tani, we have a brisa. Mayim Shalafnei Amazon Rishos V'Shal Achar Amazon Chayva. The water that one washes before the meal, that's in Tiyas Yudayim, that's just a Rishos. It's not obligatory, it's optional. But the water after the meal, which is Mayim Achreinim, that's a Chayv. A person has to wash that. El the first waters, one washes and makes a hefsik. And the second waters, meaning one washes and doesn't make a hefsik. The Gemara asks, What does that mean? He washes and he makes a hefsik. So Rabbi Yaakov Rach Amar, he says, He washes and he washes again. As we know, Nathil Seydayim before eating is twice on each hand. So he's washing and then he's washing again. Whereas Mayim Achreinim, each hand is washed only once. Rashmon Bar Yitzchak Bahir, Rashmon Bar Yitzchak asks the following, In regards to Mayim Rishonim, we say that he has to wash and then wash again. And you're saying it's a Rishos? How could that be? I wouldn't have an answer to the question. More about Nathil Seydayim, the Gemara continues, Amar Rav Yaakov Bar Yidi, because someone didn't wash Mayim Rishayim, again, this is washing before eating bread, Nechal Basar Chazer, a person ended up eating meat of a Chazer. And Al Shneem, because of not washing Mayim Achreinim, Yata Isha Mibesa, a woman was sent out of her house, meaning she was divorced. Three people were killed because of her. Now, what are these stories referring to? So, the first story is referring to a person, a Yiddish innkeeper, who used to give kosher food to all of his Jewish guests and non kosher food to his non Jewish guests. And a fellow walked in didn't wash his hands and just sat down to eat bread right away. So the Yiddish innkeeper said, oh, this fellow's not Jewish. So he served him a chazer. Turns out the fellow was a Yid. He just didn't wash his hands. So we see that because a person didn't wash Ma'am Rishayim, he ate Chazer. What's the next story? So next story is brought in the Bavli regarding a person named Kidar. And Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yaisi, they stayed by his house and they deposited their money with him. And after their stay, they came to him to get their money back and he denied the entire thing. He said, you never gave me money. Now they saw that he had some lentils on his mustache. So they went to his wife when he wasn't there and they told her, your husband said that you should give us our money back. And the sign that we're telling the truth is that we know that he ate lentils today. She believed them, she gave him their money back and they went on their way. Now when her husband came back home, he found out what happened, he got so mad at his wife, he divorced her. And according to the Yeshayimrim, he actually killed her, and then when her son tried to come to her rescue, he killed her son, and then when he realized that he just killed two people because of this, he went to the roof and he jumped off and he died. So that's understanding of Nergu'aleh, Shleish, and Nefashais. Now what does this have to do with Maimachreinim? That's because usually when a person washes Maimachreinim, so they wipe their mustache with their wet hands, and if he would have done that, he wouldn't have had lentils on his mustache, and then we never would have had this story. Continuing to talk about Ntiel Sudayim, Shmuel Salkul Gabi Rav. Shmuel went up to Rav. He saw that he was eating like there. What does it mean like there? He saw that Rav was eating like people in Bavel do. There were some people in Bavel that didn't have patience to wash their hands, so they would just wrap their hands in a kerchief or something like that. So he saw his hands wrapped in a kerchief eating bread. Amrullah, he asked him, Is this really so? Is it okay to eat like that? You should really be doing it to Yasadayim. So Amrullah, he told him, I'm very finicky. I washed my hands. I just don't like touching the food, so that's why I wrapped them. And something similar, Rav when Rabbi Zeira came up to here, meaning he came to Eretz Yisrael, he saw Kaihanim eating like over there, meaning he saw Kaihanim wrapping their hands and eating their bread. He asked them, We just had this story of Rav and Shmuel, and from the story we learned that a person should be washing their hands and that they shouldn't try to get away with just wrapping their hands. But now also Rabbi Yesi Barbar Kahana, and he said, One must wash Nathil Sudaim if they're going to be eating Chulin, which really means that someone who only is allowed to eat chulin, namely non-kaihanim, so they have to wash Nathiel Sedaim before eating. But in Nathiel Sedaim there is no necessity to wash Nathiel Sedaim before eating 
truma. Meaning a person that eats truma, namely a kayin, he does not have to wash in Tiosudayim, even if he's going to be eating chulin, and that's because kahanim are very conscientious, and they make sure that their hands are tahar, and that they're clean, and therefore they don't have to wash hands before eating. Whereas Rabbi Yassi, Rabbi Yassi argues, and he says, truma whether it's people that are eating truma or people that are eating chulin, everyone has to do in Tiosudayim. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continuing to talk about in Tiosudayim, for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.